Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Hi, right, yes, he is, folks. Mr. Doug Oster, the star of The Organic Gardener, every Sunday morning at 7 a.m., Rock Pratt Sunday, Odyssey 100.1 FM, AM 1020. Katie Ken, you can always find out what Doug is doing every day in the garden and around town by going to DougOster.com. We'll take the 10th caller right now at 412-922-1020 to win that gift certificate from Sorgles in that great community of Wexford. And I know before we get to the garden, Doug wants to talk about something else near and dear to his heart, the passing of Charlie Watts of the Rolling Stones. Doug, again, thanks for joining me live on Facebook uh, on the day of the sad news late into the evening. I appreciate your time on Facebook, and I know that you wanted to make a point to talk about your beloved Rolling Stones and the incredible talent that we will be definitely missing when they roll into Heinz Field in October of Charlie Watts. So good morning to you, and uh, here you go, your opportunity to talk about Charlie Watts. Well, good morning, gardeners. Bear with me for a couple minutes here because, you know, I am a big Rolling Stones fan, and uh, it was rather shocking to hear Charlie Watts pass, of Charlie Watts passing. Uh, you know, he had pulled out of the tour, said they, he had a procedure um, at, at the hospital and was going to supposed to recover completely. And then all of a sudden he passed away. So yeah, it was great drummer. I mean, just a great drummer. Um, you know, he loved jazz. That, that's what I think made his drumming so different. Uh, and, uh, just, a, you know, a sweet guy married since 1964 to the same woman and, um, you know, became a, uh, kind of a fashion guy. So yeah, I just wanted, we just wanted to, pass along what a, what a great guy I thought he was and um, sad to see him go you know end of an era uh, for for a, a band that's been around since 19 you know 63 so sad days so uh, I've got a, a new round of free virtual organic gardening classes uh, with my friends at farm to table of western Pennsylvania you know I really have enjoyed my time working with Farm to Table Western Pennsylvania. They're doing great work uh, helping all, all the little farms around uh, our area and providing food for lots of people. So it's absolutely free. You do it on your computer. It's really easy. Uh, it's every Thursday at 4 p.m. And this week we're talking about planting now for a great fall garden. All the information on how to register is at DougOster.com. And 
speaking of planting, as soon as this front comes through, we've got perfect planting weather. And I've got stuff that I've that I've bought that I've had sitting out there because I don't want to. It just you know it's just too hard on the plants to put them in when it's you know high 80s and this humidity. And so once this weather breaks, uh, we've got just a great opportunity to plant shrubs and trees and uh, perennials and the vegetable garden too. So I still have lots of free seeds of a Swiss chard called perpetual spinach. And the reason it's called perpetual spinach is that it, it tastes more like a spinach and looks more like a spinach than a Swiss chard. But unlike regular spinach, it won't bolt uh, it won't go to seed, uh, and so it'd be there for a lot longer. I bought a bunch of bulk seed for my Doug's seed shacks, and I bought way too much. <laughs> Even I, uh, yesterday, um, I gave them away at uh, Bedner's Farm and Greenhouse where I spoke, and then after that, I stopped by my way home, and I was giving them away to buddies uh, just any way I can get rid of them. I need a good home. Uh, so if you want to plant some of this perpetual spinach, uh, all the information on how to get the seeds is just send me a self-addressed stamped envelope. Uh, it's at DougOster.com. It's really tasty. You know, it's more like spinach. It looks more like spinach than than charred. Charred. Uh, it has a, a thinner leaf and very very easy to grow. It, much easier to grow than spinach. And it's something that uh, you know I'm I'm selling Swiss chard now that I I'm I'm harvesting Swiss chard now that I sowed last year, and so. It can go all winter with a little bit of protection, and of course, depends on the winter. And so, it's just a fun thing to grow. It's it's free. <laughs> it's an heirloom. It's really cool. And I would love my seeds to have a, a good home. My daughter, what came over last week, she's she's my helper, and we, we had uh, a month ago had stuffed all the seed envelopes. And I still have probably half a pound yet to put into seed envelopes. And then we uh, we're working together on all the letters that, that came in from last week that I, I talked about the <laughs> perpetual spinach. Uh, so if you'd like to grow it, just go to DougOster.com and, and get the address there and send me a self-addressed stamp envelope. I'll send you seeds right back. I'll be doing that today too, actually, filling envelopes. A little later on, uh, Mrs. Know-It-All will talk about Japanese knotweed, other weeds, and what to do about them. Uh, I don't know if you know about Japanese knotweed, but this is when people really notice it. This is when it's blooming, and it's an awful invasive. Sometimes people call it bamboo. Uh, it, it's only positive attribute that I know of is that the bees love it, and they make, sometimes they call it bamboo honey, a dark honey out of it. But it's it's tough to get rid of, and I talk a lot about getting rid of it, so I'm going to be interested to see what Mrs. Know-It-All says about uh Getting rid of this and the other weeds that we're we're noticing right now. I did uh, yesterday uh, after Bedner's was walking around the property and there was lots of goldenrod blooming. And goldenrod is is a great pollinator plant uh, and it does not cause allergies. That's ragweed. Uh, the, the pollen in goldenrod is too heavy to cause uh, cause you to sneeze. And Whenever you see goldenrod in your property, you should just leave it. Um, if you don't like the fact that goldenrod is sometimes they, they call it a weed, but you know I call it a wildflower. But they do have cultivated varieties of goldenrod, so you can go to the nursery and buy some goldenrod. But 
just seeing it and the other big wildflowers uh, blooming right now, which are great for pollinators, the pollinators need a food source at the end of the season. You know, we're, we plant a lot for pollinators for their host plants, uh, especially for monarch butterflies planting milkweed, but there's lots of other host plants. Then that's what the host plant means is that the butterfly comes and lays its egg, and then the egg hatches. Uh, the larva, which is a caterpillar, eats some of the plant. That's the host plant. And then spins a chrysalis, and the whole process starts over again. But at the end of the season, they're looking for a food source. So that's why goldenrod, asters, uh, anemone, uh, anything that's, that's blooming right now. And I've got a, a, a list at, at the website of my favorite late summer plants. Uh, and and they're easy to grow and beautiful and help pollinators. And as I said, since we are getting a break in the weather here, I can't wait to plant. I can't, you know, again, you know, after bad news, I stop by with a friend and I'm just like, when is this weather going to break? And this guy just says, doesn't bother me. And I'm like, Ugh. <laughs> I can't, I don't even want to be out in the garden when it's this humid. Uh, and so, uh, also at the website, I've got a story, uh, what I think is an interesting story about falling water. I love falling water, and they have this internship program there where these uh, young professionals come, landscape professionals, uh, you know, getting ready to get a job, and they uncovered this quarry where the original stone from the house was was milled was was dug out and for 80 years it had been just covered as a with uh you know multiflora rose and so they're clearing that out and putting the walkway in there so if you do go to falling water and you go on the grounds tour you know go on walk around the outside you can you'll be able to see at some point where the stone was was uh was taken to build the house and one more thing real quick my upcoming trip in may uh, to England for to see the Chelsea Flower Show, and then we're going to Holland uh, to see Floriad, which only happens every 10 years. I've got about 10 seats left. Uh, and uh, if you've ever dreamed of going to the Chelsea Flower Show, that's the Super Bowl of of flower shows, just go to DougOster.com and check it out. See if the uh, trip is right for you. And we have so much fun on those trips. All right, Rob, I think I'm a little over my time here. Time for a break. Yes, it is. We'll take a break. We'll come back on the other side. Gloria and Mercer County, we're going to get to you first. We've got lots of room for you as well, too, folks. So give us a call. You have a chance to talk to Doug, 866-391-1020. Hey, register today for the 2021 Richard S. Calagiri City of Pittsburgh Great Race, presented by Highmark Blue Cross Blue Shield. It's happening September 25th, 26th, and sponsored by Allegheny Health Network and Dollar Bank. Details at kdkradio.com. Okay, first call of the day, and we've got room for you folks at 866-391-1020. As promised, here is G-L-O-R-I-A, Gloria. Hi, Gloria. How, how are you? Okay. What's on your mind? Good morning. Uh, I want to transplant a perennial hibiscus. How, how far out from the plant, the base, do I need to be, and how far down do I need to dig? Uh, you want to get out there... You know, how big is the plant? Oh, it's three uh, feet tall and less than less than that. About oh, three by three. Okay, so you can really just kind of cut pretty close to where the uh, not cut, but dig pretty close to where the the bottom of the plant is. 
out a few inches around it, uh, you know, you'll get a good feel for it when you start to dig in there. And, you know, down a, couple, a foot or so, kind of just gently kind of tease the roots out of there. I'd wait a couple days until the weather breaks. Oh, yeah, I'm going to uh, wait till it rains. Yeah, that sounds good. And then another trick that I like to do is wherever you're moving it to, I like to have a uh, some type of hole already dug, pretty, you know, just guessing what size and then okay. uh, it's, it's so it's not out of the ground very long. And then I like to improve that hole with a little bit of compost, kind of just dig it around, dig it in there. You know, uh, why are you moving it, and and what kind of lighting are you moving it to? Oh, uh, well, it's in full sun, and it'll be in full sun. I'm moving. I just want to take it with me. Oh, good for you. So how many plants are you going to take with you? Is that it? Oh, it's just that one. Oh, Okay. Yeah, so I did case, have a hint for you on your deer problem. Yeah, go ahead. Okay. Uh, I stumbled upon this by accident, but if you put up dry, red driveway reflectors, they walk around stuff. They don't eat stuff. Huh. It's worked for me. Whether it will work for you, I don't know, but I've had success with it. Well, I'll try anything. So since you're, since you're moving it, uh, are you at the other location? Can you dig that hole at the other location or not yet? Yes. All right, so get that hole ready. So in this case, you're going to want to put that whole root mass into like a big garbage bag or a big pot if you have it, a big plastic pot. Uh, okay. Probably garbage bag might be easier because it sounds like it's pretty big. And and you know you're, you're smart by waiting till it rains. Uh, and then we just want the plant out of the ground for the least amount of time possible. Luckily, perennial hibiscus is pretty tough, and they transplant real well. So that'll be that'll be great though to have that plant at your new place. I think, right? Thank you. All right, thank Bye. you. So these reflector lights, those are the ones you have along your driveway, right? Yeah, I guess that sounds interesting. You know, it's going to look great in my garden with the black and gold uh, flamingos. <laughs> <laughs> so does it help the deer when they're backing up these lights now? <laughs> <Just kidding. laughs> yeah. Hey, did you? Oh, I'm did, did telling you, you, I'm telling you, Rob. <laughs> What? It, it's, a, it's a Disney movie out there. I'm telling you, three bucks, countless does, and many, many fawns. Uh, and, and they're just, uh, you know, usually they don't touch my begonias. They're after the begonias. And, and what I'm doing, you know, and, and those driveway reflectors might be in the works, but I'm spraying everything with this stuff called Bobex, mm-hmm. but there are many, many different repellents. The Bobex smells bad, and so the deer will not eat it if, if it's sprayed on there. And, and if you're after about three rains, I reapply. Which you know, the problem is you don't always remember to to spray, and you know the deer aren't around at certain times, and then one day you forget, and then they've been there, you know, their whole family uh, at night using the garden as a salad bar. Uh, my little dog found uh, chased a rabbit out of the vegetable garden. I don't know how that rabbit got in there. I've, I've you know I've really worked hard on the chicken wire around on the inside and 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 make sure that it's kind of buried and just one thing after another. But uh, I've got lots of stuff in there going and and the and the rabbit didn't get it. So I've got a lot of spinach that have sprouted and this perpetual spinach. Uh, any other callers, Rob? No, not yet. We're going to wait till after the news at the bottom of the hour. We only have like about a minute or so left. So, uh, folks, you need to call. You need to get those questions in. We're going to take a bit of a break, and Antonio will get a chance, our producer, Palulo, to get you up and ready to roll, and then we'll get to you right out of the news at the bottom of the hour. Falling Waters, that is a pretty cool place, huh? 
Oh, I love that place. And this is an an interesting story. I I love the history of this place. A lot of times people just go down there. If you are going to go down there, be sure that you set up your tickets in advance. Every time I go, I see people that come to the, the gate and they're sold out and they can go on the grounds, but they can't go in the house. Uh, it's just spectacular, and uh, I enjoyed telling the story of this internship program. They do all sorts of different projects, but I especially like this project because people are walking right by it. You know, these kids are working, and they're you know I call them kids, but I mean they're you know masters <laughs> candidates. Uh, but it's just you know they're standing on what's called this big giant piece of what's called Pottsville sandstone, and that's the stone that was used to build the house. It's it's really cool. All right, let's get a break in here. And, Doug, by the way, in between some calls, going to be talking about fresh layer of mulch to end the season. Kind of hit on that a little bit last week. Some harvesting tips, uh, cracking tomatoes, uh, taking stock in the veg- vegetable garden, and what worked and what didn't. So if that gives you some food for thought or some uh, stimulus to call in or whatever's on your mind in the way of gardening, this would be a great time to call in because we actually have a little room on the phone lines. And I know Doug would love to talk to you. And Mrs. know it will be here in just about 20 minutes. So call now, 866-391-1020. You know, football season for the Steelers begins for real two weeks from today at Buffalo. So we're going to do a little studio warm-up for those home tailgate parties when they're at Buffalo. Ribs and wings recipes today with uh, Joe and Frank Dentisi on the Coons Cooking Hour. Then Heffron Tillotson, your money and you. And then cut down day for the Steelers on Tuesday. And they uh, let uh, nine players go yesterday. Pirates getting ready for the final uh, month of the season. So we have a lot to get to on the Coons Market Black and Gold Sunday show beginning at 11 a.m. And Pitt will begin the season at Heinz Field uh, this coming Saturday at 4.93.7. The fan against UMass. So busy day Right here, Rob Pratt Sunday, Odyssey, 100.1 FM, AM 1020, KDK. Good morning. All right, folks, 10th caller wins an amazing $25 gift certificate from the good folks at Janoski's Farms in Clinton. They open every day at 9 a.m. And don't forget, canning season is here. So call 412-922-1020 and be the 10th caller. Doug, before we get to the calls, and by the way, we have some lines available, 866-391-1020. Maybe just some of the things that I alluded to going into the bottom of the hour. You touched on a little bit last week, but I know you wanted to carry some of that stuff over. So go right ahead. Well, I think taking stock right now, this is a great time to, to, to look through the garden. Uh, and in my case, it, it's looking at the vegetable garden because I was thinking to myself, like, what worked and what didn't? Uh, some, You know, you might have tried something new that was great or wasn't so great. And for me, that's what I'm doing right now, making plans, believe it or not, already for next year and, and how to make the vegetable garden better. Uh, I hope you had a great year. You know, we just had a little dry spell, but... Uh, every garden that I've been out looking at has been pretty good. You just, you, as I said, we got through that dry spell, then, you know, lots of rain. But uh, on the downside with the rain, we've seen lots of fungal issues out there. I'm, I'm getting uh, lots of questions about trees and shrubs that, that they get fungal problems, but it's it's usually not a big issue. But, you know, this year it's been worse than ever. But, yeah, just deciding what worked, what didn't, what you're going to continue with. As I said, this is what I consider the third part of the season where I'm very excited about all the planting that's upcoming. Uh, you know, in the vegetable garden, it's going to, I'm, going to, I'm going to put lots of vegetables in right now and hopefully carry them on all winter long. And as we get closer, as things get cooler, uh, I'll talk about that. But looking at the long-range forecast, you know, once this front comes through, once things cool off, we're talking 70s for, you know, another eight or nine days. And that is just perfect planting weather, Rob. All right, let's get to the phones. Here's Ann uh, up next for Doug on KDK. Hi, Ann. Hi there. Um, I want to know when is a good time to pick Black Beauty 
eggplant. Uh, I'm not. I have various sizes, and I'm not sure which one I need to pick it. Well, actually, it's 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 up to you because they're really good when they're small, but they continue to to be a, a great fruit even when they get bigger. And so, usually, in in for me for egg eggplant, I prefer them to be not full size, not really giant. I like to get them when they're a little bit smaller. But it's part of the experimentation process of of, of growing. Once uh, once the eggplant's on there and been on there for a little bit and starts to get go into a decent size, you can you can pick it and, and give it a shot. What are you going to make with your eggplant? That's what I want to know. Oh, caponata. What is that? Oh boy, uh, caponata is uh, something you can use as a main vegetable or something that you can put on uh, good bread. And it's made with eggplant, onions, celery, tomatoes, and uh, some other spices, and it's really, really good. Well, you had me at onions, so that sounds great. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you know, how big are they now, the, the eggplant? Are they what? How big are the eggplant? Uh, well, I have uh, them any size from about uh, six by five down to about uh, maybe three by two. I'd pick one of those little ones, one of those big ones, and see what you think. Okay, doke. Next question. Uh, how are you supposed to uh, prune tomato plants to make the little buggers ripen faster? Okay, so, yeah, I'm getting that question a lot, and I always do this time of the year where tomatoes are green and people are like, come on already. And so all you do is you'll see on the tops of the plants that they're still putting on new growth, that they're still putting on flowers. You just kind of give it a haircut, trim off that top, uh, because you don't want the, the plant. Now, I don't do this because I'm, I'm getting tomatoes like crazy, but if you're anxious to get them to ripen, you, you cut off those new blooms, and then the plant is the, what the plant wants to do is it wants to grow, it wants to flower, it wants to put on fruit, and if you cut those flowers off, it's going to it's going to be like, oh man, I, I need to I need to make my seeds on, on this fruit, and so that will kind of shock them into hopefully uh, ripening for you. But hey, they're going to ripen when they're ready. Okay. Yeah, they're indeterminate and they're and they're heirlooms, so they go on for a while. Yeah, I know, I know, uh, but we you know we still have another. We have quite a long season, but I know everybody wants their tomatoes. Trim off those tops. It might help you a little bit. Thanks so much for your call. All right, Doug, next week as we get close to that 20th anniversary of 9-11, I know you have a special interview, so take a little time to talk about that. Yeah, next week. Now, I've been working out doing stories on this place called the Remember Me Rose Garden. It's right across from the Flight 93, the entrance to the Flight 93 Memorial, and they have had lots of setbacks, but... This rose garden uh, was built as a uh, a tribute to the heroes of Flight 93, and it's actually going to open on September 11th. So uh, my friend Clay, who, who I've been talking to for the past maybe 15 years about this garden, he was a first responder to the tragedy and a former state trooper, and he has a lot uh, to talk about when it comes to how he felt being in Shanksville, you know, after he worked in the city all those years as a trooper, moved out to Shanksville to be away from everything, and look what happens. And so he has dedicated uh, 
all these years and plenty of resources to try and build this Remember Me Rose Garden. And I was out there about a week ago, and it's looking good. Uh, what's cool about it is that you can see it from 30,000 feet. That was what one of the things they wanted to do is that you could that there's an air corridor there, uh, and and it's like a compass point from above. And they have they have these rocks around this big fountain that each rock is uh, engraved with the name of one of the people that was on the on flight 93. And so, yeah, I'm looking forward to talking to him because, as I said, he really has some. Uh, whenever I talk to him, it's just it's very moving. <laughs> and so, uh, we'll be talking to him for the first half of the show next week and about this garden and you know they're looking for help to try and keep this garden going and it's something you should see if you do visit the memorial you should also go across the street and, and see this garden uh, because a lot of people have worked for a lot of years to make this thing work and it, it's a pretty amazing place listen as we go to break i want everybody to know that mrs know it will be here on the other side so doug what are you guys going to be talking about well, she's going to school us on some weeds, and and she wanted to talk about the weeds that we can that we're seeing right now blooming, and one of them, and I get, I'm sure she does too. We get the question about Japanese knotweed every every day this this time of the year because it has this bright white flower. It it's just it just grows like crazy. It's an invasive. It's awful, uh, and I'm interested to see what she thinks we should do to get rid of it. Um, you know, I have my technique, and it, it's it's awful. It, it's a lot of work. So I'm hoping she has something better to get rid of this Japanese knotweed. Uh, as I said, the only redeeming quality is that the, the bees like the flowers and they make honey out of it. But that's not worth it. I don't want it in my landscape. You know, it's it's all around my uh, landscape is growing wild in ditches, and uh, it could be the bane of your existence. If you have like a lot within it, it's filled with this stuff. And she'll talk about a lot of other uh, invasives and weeds, too. And I'll I'll be interested as soon as we come back from the break to to hear what she has to say about that. All right, Mrs. Know-It-All coming up after the break. Don't forget, after Josh texts the news at 8, it is Joe and Frank Dentisi Ribs and Wings recipe today. Kind of a bit of a home tailgate preview for the upcoming football season. So, folks. Call us now with any of your questions you may have for Doug or Mrs. Know-It-All at 866-391-1020 and get ready for some sports in just a few. Good morning. And it's that time, is it not, Doug? That's right. Time for Mrs. Know-It-All. That's horticulturist Denise Schreiber. And, Denise, we're talking all about awful weeds. And did you want to start with Japanese knotweed or end with Japanese knotweed? I'll end with it. So, you know, if you're listening to me, I sound a bit stuffy. And I think most of us are waking up in the morning and going, you know, oh, you know, I need some tissues. You know, we sneeze. Our eyes are watering. You know, it's what I call sneeze season. You know, because all the weeds are out and they're all blooming. So, you know, people always blame goldenrod for allergies. In fact, it's not, you know, the goldenrod that's causing your allergies, it's ragweed. And the reason we blame goldenrod is we can see it because of the bright gold flowers. But ragweed's green, and it just kind of blends into everything else. So, you know, that's one of the problems right there. I mean, listen to me. <laughs> listen to what I sound like. And then there's another one. You're going to see it along the sides of roadways, and it's a, a, it's a grass. 
So people really don't think too much of it. But the one we're seeing right now, we're seeing tons of it, is called foxtail grass. And, you know, the awns kind of look like a foxtail, which is how it got its name. You know, and the problem with that is it's very dangerous for our pets, especially dogs, because dogs, you know, will walk through, especially if you let your dog, like, roam through a field, you know, off-leash, and they get it on their fur. These awns, they almost look like wheat, and what happens is these awns, that's what we call the flowers of grasses, attached to their fur, and eventually they can work their way into the skin and cause infections. Also, a lot of animals clean themselves, and, you know, we'll pull that off and chew it. They don't get dissolved in the stomach, but they can pierce organs and other functions in the body. So you really don't want to let your pets eat ornamental grass, and not ornamental grasses, any type of grass that's along the side of the road. So, you know, bring them in, brush them off very well, check them for anything stuck. Sometimes they'll get stuck in their ears if you have a long-eared dog. You want to look at that. And the only really control, unless you are spraying for it, is to actually hand pull it. And so that's actually, you know, another thing you can do. And then we get to, you know, poison ivy, which actually is doing very well. But we can identify that. And so you wanted to talk about knotweed, everybody's problem. And you see it everywhere. And, yep. you know, People used to say, oh, just put a tarp over it or some cardboard and it'll go away. Well, it doesn't. It can stay dormant under there for years and years and years. And so when it's growing in the spring, it has very zigzaggy um, branching. And you'll see the old branches still there unless they've been knocked down by the snow. So it's, it's blooming right now. You'll see it. It loves anywhere where there's a drop of moisture. And I do mean a drop of moisture. You can, uh, you know, use some type of spray, you know, your choice uh, to try and get rid of it. That will knock it back. It will not get rid of it. Uh, one of the best ways to do it, unfortunately, is to get out there with a weed whacker. And about mid-July, give it a haircut, take it all the way to the ground, and then it's going to re-sprout. I can guarantee you it will re-sprout, and it's going to come up again and usually about the end of August, right before it starts to flower, weed whack again. Eventually, after a few years, and I do mean a few years, you should get it under control. Don't dig it up because you can miss just the tiniest little piece of root, and it'll just spread. So, you know, most of the flowers are sterile, although they do sometimes reseed, which is why we want to get it before it flowers. Um, I was talking to somebody, and they said they found a large patch of it. It was during a construction site, and the uh, root itself was actually the size of a cow's head, to give you an idea of you know how, in, how vigorous this plant is. So uh, it's, it's not you want to lose. Thanks for the thanks for the good news. Yeah. <laughs> All right, thanks so much, uh, Japanese not with the pain. So as I said, next week we have a very special guest. I'll be talking to one of the founders of the Remember Me Rose Garden. I'm answering questions after the show at DougOster.com, and I have my new series of classes, free 
organic virtual classes. You do it on your computer starting Thursday. You can see that at DougOster.com. How are we doing on time, Rob? you got one minute, Doug. What do you want to do? you got one minute. Oh, great. No, no, I want to talk a little bit more about uh, that Japanese knotweed. Uh, yeah, you know, when you see this plant that has these white flowers on it, and as I said, they often call it bamboo, Mrs. Know-It-All's got it, as always, has it right hits the nail right on the head. Do not dig that up. You You will make more and more of it. And it took me two years to get rid of my Japanese knotweed by continually top-cutting it, continually cutting it to the ground. But now it's gone because you're exhausting that bottom plant. All right, remember, organic gardeners, you make our world brighter and safer with each seed you sow and every garden you grow. All right, good stuff, Doug. Have a great week. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color, starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them with more on the way. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future. In vehicles and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you. A hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyondzero. Toyota, let's go places. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.